tonight's episode is all about Douglas Hall. <laughs> <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> Rob's got a big smile on his face. So I'm here with Rob Lehan, John O'Flynn, Neil Horgan, and myself, Darren Murphy. So we welcome you to the podcast. Just want to say thank you to everyone for supporting us. Everyone uh, talking about it, retweeting it. Really appreciate it. Get us out there. Because it's not bad, is it? It's all right, is it? Bit of crack, yeah. Crack. Bit of crack. You enjoy it. People, seem to, people seem to enjoy Dennis anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Dennis is a very furry character. But we are looking to get more guests. Furry or funny? <laughs> oh, he was looking to be hairy, right? When he was <laughs> looking to be hairy. It's like a uh, funny and furry. straight on him as soon as he misses anything, isn't he? <laughs> no, yeah. It's a funny one. He's <laughs> called a furry. Furry <laughs> one. I think it was funny. We'll, we'll find out when we re- replay it back. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, thanks to everyone. And uh, I think there's a couple of people saying that they're laughing at work and stuff. Maybe go across and share it and say what you're laughing at. You know, <laughs> people will think you're weird otherwise. <laughs> so we got a few questions, and we're going to try talk about uh, a bit about coaching as well this week. And we have a few questions in about other things, things as well. So other topics with Rob there and. Just I think probably start off by talking about Pat McAuliffe. Oh yeah. Who yeah. passed away on Monday morning. So obviously we all would have known Pat and done interviews with him and dealt with him on several occasions and he was just a great guy really. Like you could see on Twitter the messages people were sending were genuine. They weren't kind of talking thoughts mm. and prayers that people put up sometimes. <laughs> Everyone could see it really affected him. He was really, really respected. I'll tell you my first recognising Pat, uh, Pat McAuliffe was at Cove Ramblers when I was a young fella. So I think I was 16 or something like that, but Pat was involved. He was like marketing manager or something of like Cove. Yeah, and I think he was kind of Hilly's assistant at times or whatever, but it was a bit strange because I was young, I was travelling with the first team, I didn't really know kind of what a semi-pro setup was and Hilly was quite professional and stuff. But he had Pat McAuliffe and Pat used to be down to the training sessions and he used to be dressed in like a cove kit from the 60s. <laughs> <laughs> and he used to be kind of running up and down the line, but he was never getting involved in the games or anything. So I was like, what's the story? That guy, you know, like, jeez, what's, what's going on with him? And then he used to be at games and doing it as well. <laughs> he used to get ready in the dressing room beforehand with us and then kind of be up and down the sideline and doing stuff. But then I got to know him over the years. Obviously, he was uh, interviewing with RT and the Echo and stuff like that. But... He was always a happy chap and, you know, always good to talk to. Yeah, John, you remember when the European trips... Yeah, I was mentioning that on Twitter. I yeah, that I saw that. It was kind of a ritual that we'd get out early and be putting our boots on, on the pitch and waiting for Pat and Jerry Harris to come out. Pat would have the shortest shorts you've ever seen. Black, <laughs> with his big black uh, referee socks pulled up by his knees and then some weird T-shirt. And we used to be just shouting abuse. And, Pat, what are you doing? <laughs> to bring shorts at all? And he'd be chuckling and him and Jerry would do the laps. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that just became like a ritual. Or he did it for years. Yeah, he did, did it for yeah. years, yeah, when it first started. They were yeah, great, great trips. and Very sad, isn't it? Overall, yeah. like... I couldn't believe it because a lot of people said he... I'm sure he like refed the game on Sunday, you know, and down yeah. the cove or something... Yeah. And you wrote a match report for the City Cove 19's game 19. on Sunday, on Sunday yeah. afternoon. A lot of people seen him Sunday. And yeah. I think it was yeah. sun, it was a Sunday, late Sunday evening. Then he passed yeah. away. I think so. And uh, if anyone, oh, well, it'll be too late there now. But the funeral is on Saturday. Uh, by the time this goes out, actually, yeah. so I expect big numbers at that funeral. Anyway. Yeah. 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 Time, yeah. yeah. We were like Rob was saying that the the reaction on Twitter was unbelievable. Even like, wasn't it? I, the, I haven't the seen the president. Reaction. Yeah. Michael Higgins put up a tweet. 
yeah. paying his respects to Pat and everything like so that kind of says the impact he had like yeah and the reach he had he kind of yeah. yeah. touched everybody didn't he like in, in different sports and everything like you know it's just sad really I suppose overall yeah great tribute so to him and I suppose he was unselfish he, he was always up for a crack and you know he was good at his job and overall he was just one of the guys good like, referee as well yeah <laughs> he, he was, was a funny a referee, referee yeah. wasn't yeah. he yeah, he, used yeah. To, he used to ref a lot of our uh, school matches at Douglas Com and he was always like like we were saying there before he kind of chat back he'd chat back yeah, he'd, 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 have a crack, yeah. he'd have a crack with you and that's kind of, true you wouldn't, you wouldn't be getting angry with him then over decisions and stuff like yeah yeah. he, he was a big man as well so you wouldn't really be getting <laughs> yeah. that angry yeah, yeah, hey yeah, Pat yeah. not a bother <laughs> and you say <laughs> nice guy overall so rest in peace Pat yeah uh, so the next one I suppose the big game there in Oriel Park last Friday Cork City Dundalk did you it was on TV did you watch it I actually didn't see it. Did you see it? I did. I see. I saw some of it, most of it. City were okay. They actually played all right until the goal. And then uh, I thought, did you see it, John? Yeah, I did, yeah. Yeah, I thought that um, they didn't create much in the end and, you know, they didn't do enough, really. There Jeez. wasn't much in the game. There wasn't though, much you know, in the game. Oh, that said, like, the yeah. two squads, the two teams. Yeah. But, you know, they, they just pipped it with that goal. I think is it like one of those games now it's like a, yeah. it's just yeah, a derby it is, yeah. no, it's, it's like a derby so it's going to be a tough game every year and I find it kind of gets into the mentality of footballers and you know mentality is a huge thing in the game Yeah. you look at Barcelona Celtic it's always Barcelona going to Celtic Park they know they're going to get a tough game it's always like 1-0 or kind of 1-0 there's never a kind of you know Barcelona batter team 3 or 4-0 they never really do it to Celtic at Celtic Park because Celtic know that it's a big occasion for them and they're kind of going out then as a player thinking this yeah. is gonna, I'm going to make it as tough for them as possible but Barcelona on the opposite side know they're going to get a tough game then as well I wonder how much yeah, psychology uh, yeah, yeah, before the thing a lot the, the Cork City fans that I follow on social media were not happy about was the substitutions because obviously Colin Horgan got injured very early on I don't know first yeah, 10-15 minutes in after that they were, and they were mentioning that Gary Comerford came on and it was strange because Gary came on being a left back and they already had Griffin and O'Connor playing. But then Gary got taken back off at half time and Benno came on. Oh, yeah. And they kind of reshuffled again. So it was kind of... When they, were, when, they were, when they were chasing the game, then towards the end, they only had one sub left to kind of throw at it right. as opposed to having two subs to kind of freshen it up. Yeah. And it could have made a big difference. Dundalk weren't creating anything and City were getting on top. And if they would have been able to bring on another attacking player, a winger or a striker, it could have made a difference. Like, So yeah. where did Gary come on? Gary came on at on the left the, side of midfield. Right. Griffin and went right back, didn't he? Griffin yeah. went to right back. Right. And then at half time, Alan Bennett came on, Conor McCarthy went to right back, and Griffin went back to left back. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I just thought uh, Cummins was winning a lot of headers. Mm-hmm. And yeah, there wasn't that no kind of runner. Yeah, I think up against Gartland there, you're not going to win your fair share, but he won, he won quite a, a lot. Didn't but he? Yeah, we did. It's kind of the are we attacking or are we defending or are we in between? Yeah. I think that's kind of what Hogg was saying that they played well until Dundalk scored but they were kind of set up defensively to, like, to be hard to break down and then when they were chasing the game they kind of they couldn't get out of that mode yeah, yeah, to I kind of mean. go more attacking and get players around Cummins for those flick-ons and stuff he was holding up yeah. he was very isolated so I saw the City Cove League Cup game the other night I saw some of it was it League Cup? yeah Monday night uh, yeah and the City won 3 or 4-1 four, 4-1 four, four, well Cummins forgot a brilliant goal but the guy Nash played very well yeah, I'd be yeah. Front, that. yeah, he played very well. He ran his socks off, and yeah, you would have thought maybe he could come on. And the other lad, Smith, actually set him up quite well for a goal as well. He's down on from Portsmouth. Portsmouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he did all right. He, he kind of dispossessed the guy and played him straight through, kind of impressively. There are options there, maybe you know. 
yeah, maybe go two up top, try and get more mm. support upcomings for like have someone running off and four those headers mm. and other things that he flicks on. But um, Dundalk weren't outstanding. I thought, they, like, uh, like, no, I thought they were like okay, like there wasn't much in it. Yeah, as I said, yeah. it's, it's going to see how did they play because normally Dundalk, you know, at home, quick balls on the floor, try and play through the middle, get out wide and and get crosses in the they box. Got, they got a very good goal, but other than that, they didn't create much. Right. Yeah. It wasn't a great game to watch, really. Like there was a lot, it was a lot of tackles and a lot of ball up in the scrappy. air. And yeah. mm-hmm. it's going to be a tough lead this year, anyway, yeah. definitely. Rovers still, yeah. Yeah. Rover still flying as well. Yeah, and Friday, Friday. Yeah. 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 that'd be a big test for Cork, I think. Yeah, it's see a game from now. And it, it would be a big test for Rovers as well. I think if yeah. Rovers come down and Cork beat them, then you know it'll be a case of you know maybe yeah. they'll they'll fall away. Yeah, they might. You know, as Richie Sadler was saying on the coverage the other night, Rovers aren't going to be considered contenders. Until they can beat City and Dundalk. Yeah, true. That's yeah. That's the test, like in that spot yeah. on, yeah. Unless they're ten points clear. So there's a question kind of a more of a coaching based question. Uh, what advice would you give a coach or manager if a player reacts negatively to you in a dress room in front of the rest of the team, how would you deal with it? So I suppose that's for two EMR and how I suppose you were coaching with Wilton. Yeah. It's a good question because I suppose it depends on your mood as well at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure crazy or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally. But they call it waterboarding. Situations. Is it waterboarding? Waterboarding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like there could be there could be a load of different scenarios in that in that instance, you know. But I I think overall now you kind of have to react kind of politically, I suppose, and kind of maybe pull the player aside and ask him why he did it first. I suppose you give everyone a chance, you know, kind of... And then, and then waterboard about <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It depends what instance as well, because if you're in a, an amateur environment or you're in a professional environment, again, if you're talking your Premier League manager or you're, you're in charge of a team and you're looking to win the league and a player does that to you, I, th- I think if you don't kind of nip it in the bud... They w- the rest of the lads will lose yeah. respect for you again it depends on the scenario yeah. what the player is negatively like asking a lot, a lot of time the player could just be frustrated with his own performance yeah. and then you criticise him and he re- just reacts out of his own yeah. frustration but then like you said if you pull him aside he could to say it rest, yeah. like in front of the lads start lads I shouldn't have reacted like that that's on me and then that kind of quashes everything yeah, like. true. You, you shouldn't be criticising players anymore really um, I don't think I think you should be showing them um, what you could do better or, you know, here's the scenario that I'm talking about. Mm. I think the days of going into a dressing room and saying, what the hell are you doing today is kind of gone out there and you're not going to get the best out of people. But is it still happening? I'd say it is still I happening, I think it's yeah. definitely still happening. It's yeah. still happening at all levels. I think coaches need to just, you know, evolve from it because it is changing. You can't scream and shout at people anymore. You have to give them direction or give them information. Anyway, as a minimum. Yeah, I think it's a tough one. I think from a player's point of view throughout my career, if a manager was coming for you in the change room afterwards and you felt like he was totally wrong... You have to say something to stick up for yourself. That's what I think. Sometimes then... I think I've seen you doing that, John. Yeah? <laughs> I see. I don't know. I can't remember when, but, like, coming back. But then you... you in, know, a, in a respectful way. I know, we, like, they would have approached you, you know, or something. Yeah, but yeah. you have to kind of... I think you've got to stick up for yourself if you think the manager's mm-hmm. in, the, in the wrong. We all see the game differently. As, you, as we were saying last week about the analysis, you could say, oh, I was on the penalty spot, and next thing you're 10 yards outside the back post. It's just the way you see it. Yeah. But I think in another way... The 
best form of defence is attack. Sometimes if I said something to you, Rob, and you knew you were in the wrong, you'd try yeah. and attack then to yeah. kind of mask that, even though you know it was right. And then the player would come to you and say, look, sorry, yeah. I, that was yeah. something. From a manager's point of view, I think if a player undermined me, then it would have to be, as you said, that's nipped in the bud. You'd have to speak to that player one-on-one. The, the kind of respect... I think you'd know if the if the player was out of order. It, it depends yeah. what context. Yeah. Shows like context very if you're important. given it and there's constructive um, or feedback yeah. coming back mm-hmm. from the player, that's one thing. But if they're really undermining it, it needs to be you know, yeah. it, it's, it's a tough one because I'm thinking as a player what I would have done. Yeah. Plus now as a manager, <laughs> so it, it's totally it different. You it's have to totally kind of different. Yeah. Take one, maybe two, three account in your head yeah. and then react rather Breathe. than that yeah. instant reaction because and that's it's, you know what it's very it, it's very hard because you look at um, what's that uh, the Chelsea manager uh, Sarri is it Sarri yeah, yeah. Sarri uh, when the goalkeeper wouldn't come off mm. it's such a small time frame and you know he's judged by millions around the world mm-hmm. then after it like what he should have done but you put yourself in that uh, dugout and the goalkeeper isn't coming off you've such a small time to, to react and to think about right things yeah and, and you could do anything. Like it's like putting someone on, on the spot. Like you know, it's it's not as easy as it looks. So, I think it's very easy as well to kind of judge from the outside. But when you're in the moment to, to answer the question, I think if someone comes at you neg- negatively, you only have that couple of seconds. And John is dead right. Take your three, two, one. Have a, maybe a small think about it, and then like deal with the situation. Then I think if you do that. Just take even a second or two just to think your reaction would be slightly different from that instant kind of, yeah. you know, you're pissed off or whatever. And on that kind of similar point, I was chatting to one of the lads today about kind of um, parents kind of shouting, abusing, kind of overreacting on, on the touchline, especially for, for you teams or, or, or kids games. I, w- I was just saying... Like for a coach, sometimes the amateur coaches they're they're not getting paid nothing. They're doing it; it's their own free yeah, time, and they're yeah. trying to help out. The, you know, parents' reactions from the sideline and all this kind of trying to coach for the coach's sake. I I was saying to one of the lads, imagine going into a place where an electrician is working, and you just watch a ten minute um, YouTube clip of how to wire a house. And you yeah. just go in and you're like barking yeah. abuse and criticizing him for what you know like that that doesn't happen in any other profession yeah, or job. Yeah. But because it's a, it's a coach, you know, and and you and you feel like you have the power on on the touchline to say what you want. I just think that's. <laughs> but the, actually, just a funny one. I thought you know uh, soccer AM they do the the bucket challenge in the top corner. Yeah. There was like the West Brom fans were on, you know, and they had a little clip and they were, they were terrible. Oh, yeah. so Paddy McCourt, is it? Paddy McCourt put up on Twitter, like, these are all the lads in, on a, in a pub on Saturday calling, calling us. professional footballers shite, like, you know. And, uh, <laughs> and, and then load, a load of first. people took that, yeah. took that wrong as well. Like, they took it wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's like, that's just probably the world we live in now. It's just all PC. It's all brilliant. <laughs> yeah. But I think everyone has an opinion about football, no matter what. It's just the global but that's, game. That's like, the beauty of the game as well, is, you know, and that's what draws it. people to it. Yeah. There is. Like, but I, I mean, that that could like some volunteer there, a coach who's getting that every week. That that could make, you know, a manager of a, or a coach of a team that a group of players like just say, yeah, I can't be arsed with this. Like, yeah, it's, it's not worth it. If, if there was even one or two parents who were turning up doing that. 
after about two weeks I'd be kind of reconsidering yeah I don't see how it's constructive always parents doing it like saying oh he doesn't have a clue what he's on the boat sure he never kicked the ball in his life but yeah right he never kicked the ball in his life but he's down there every Tuesday or as a night with your do you know coaching your kid like and it would be the it's the opposite then if you've been around the game for so long and you actually have that coaching experience or that that knowledge you'd be saying you're just like he coaches the team twice a week and as and yeah, takes him for a game he's that. given like yeah. it, it's his team it's his instructions it's his, you know yeah, yeah. even if you were an international you wouldn't be coming yeah, in yeah, on him like, you don't yeah, have it's a true what, actually you know? so I yeah. just think that's a big point now and it's something to highlight because Derek Collin had an article in the examiner about that a few yeah. weeks ago it was good actually yeah yeah, something similar to that something similar yeah. just about parents kind I of overdoing it becoming a big thing now yeah, so. there was a big big story during the week to see the, the one from Kildare the referee yeah, Harry McCann. He um, abandoned the game because of abuse from players, managers, and parents. And on the parents as well. It was all three. Yeah. Yeah, I actually seen that where t- two parents actually offered yeah. to, to fight him in the car park. Yeah. Yeah. They're waiting from the car park. He said. That's that's mental but, stuff, isn't it? But he was called, and I'm I'm quoting now. Before he was called a faggot by one of the players. He was called a cabbage by the manager or something. Oh God. Yeah. He said he was just getting abuse that's from nuts. start to finish, like. And this is, probably, is he a volunteer or is he doing this he's getting paid but he's getting paid or whatever 30 quid a game or yeah. something like I think it's, it's something though that, like as a referee there like would you wear a GoPro and then maybe but I suppose you can't put expose it out there it. then maybe expose it because it is like it's what the hell are people doing at games shouting that kind of abuse like yeah like how does a, an under 14 or 12 game yeah. player said that, that a 14 year old <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Again, it's just about learning. That, I think that from the players, that comes from the sideline as well. Yeah. If, yeah, you, if I had like, a 14 team if, and I heard one of my yeah. players saying that, he'd be straight if, off. You'd have to. If you're a 14 year old and just say you're the manager and you're abusing the ref, the players are going to get on and start doing it the same as you're, what you're doing. Yeah, of course. Because yeah. it just yeah. makes it seem it makes it seem like it's perfectly fine. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. But I suppose that language is, is, is a different level then. Yeah. It is a different level. You yeah. could be, you know, you couldn't, you mightn't be that knowledgeable and you're shouting stuff on. Yeah, that you don't really know, but it's football based. But if you start bringing yeah. language mm. or that kind of stuff, just probably just threaten them that you see them in town next week. Or <laughs> yeah, something. yeah. That, that'd be the way to do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no language, like just straight, uh, yeah, straight just serious, stony-eyed, yeah, stony-eyed, yeah. serious threat. <laughs> you, <laughs> the you main language is stony. Yeah. <laughs> someone please think of the children. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll move on there to the next question. Next one. <laughs> <laughs> Did we have any favourite teams to score against professional or amateur? What was that question? I missed it. Did you have a, a team that you particularly enjoyed scoring against? Favourite team to score against? Mm. Any of them really? I think <laughs> shells would have been. Anyone froggy? Oh, Mr. Goldscorer over there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I got a few goals. <laughs> so I think from my Cork City time, it, it was Shelburne. Yeah, because I, I scored. They had when I first came back to City, they had won the league previous. We yeah. played them in the first game. I got a couple of goals that time. But when I did come back from Peterborough around May time, shells were the f- one of the first teams that rang me to say would you want do you want to come in and train or sign or whatever for, and because I had only been back a couple of days from England I basically said to, to the fella because there was a couple of things in England on the pipe or in the pipeline and they would have wanted me to go back for pre-season there was a couple of clubs so I basically went on the phone and said look there's a couple of things in England if worse comes to worse I'll give you a ring 
And my dad, I'm, I never forget his face. He, as I was on the Don't phone, he's that. in the background. He's like, "What are you doing?" Like, Waving. And, and I was like, I, I put the phone on. I said, "See you later, I can't remember what the, the fellow's name was." And my dad's like, "What is comes to worst?" <laughs> I didn't even know I said that. He said, "Worst comes to worst. What are they going to think this yeah. time, fella?" And I was like, "Sorry, I didn't yeah. even know I said it." You yeah. know. But then when we were drawn, when I signed for City, then we were drawn the first game of the season with Ian Shells he was like you're going to have to make an impression here like <laughs> you told him worst comes to worst yeah. Said to it, oh, yeah. champions that you know I give a shout during the week so and then it kind of became a, a rivalry yeah. Shelburne yeah, was the yeah. kind of team where you they know they were doing really well so I always enjoyed scoring against them at home and away like so yeah brilliant how about you Rob I don't know I, part, I had to, my best record would have been against Limerick okay I scored. You, you got a nice one down in the in Tom and Park, Park, Park yeah. yeah, important one. Yeah, I got. It came off the bench, got a winner when we were going for the league that time. Yeah, but I got my first two competitive city goals against Limerick, and then I scored on my debut for Sligo against Limerick. <laughs> All right. And then I scored for Cove against them as well, and our big, it was our biggest win that season to get us into the promotion playoffs. So I said, I don't know. It's, Good record. Yeah, it's always a good record. Yeah, so like Darren was saying earlier, you know, when you were talking about matches and the psychology yeah. coming yeah. into matches. Oh, yeah, you definitely. I think going into those games, I think, oh, I scored against these the last time. Yeah. Like, it it gives you extra confidence. Like, you always see the kind of same storylines in football. Like, you know, oh, a guy comes on, debut, scores a goal, or, you know. It goes back to his old club. Old club scores against Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, you could probably one ankle now play for Douglas Hall this weekend and it's a cup game against Limerick and you're thinking I'm going to score here <laughs> yeah. you know it's yeah. just that yeah. <laughs> there is something huge in the mentality mm. and psychology of, oh, in, just in footballers my, to get my Douglas Hall mention in Corinthians as well I love scoring against Corinthians <laughs> oh really yeah but to be fair I was going to mention Douglas Hall for you because I said I love scoring against Douglas Hall <laughs> <laughs> have you really so, scored many goals Darren he got one against uh, us. He did yeah, get one against us last season. I did get one uh, against okay. us all last season. Yeah. So what kind of goal was it? Header. Header. From Header from near post. It was middle of the goal, but we'll, we'll near post. <laughs> agree to disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because okay. I designed the set piece as well. Hit me, actually, lads. Hit me. I was like, lads, clear away. away. Abuse of the manager. We worked on this. He waited. He waited till it was six 0 to use that use that magic set piece. Yes. Never looked at eight men. Hit me. There was players when I started, I'm not going to name names, but they were with Cork City and they used to say, uh, feed me, feed me. And I was playing reserves at the time and these guys weren't doing well like with Cork City at the <laughs> they time. They were hungry, were they? <laughs> they were hungry, but they were very cocky. It might have been from Ireland, guys, uh, that comes out the wrong way. English accents. Uh, but <laughs> feed me. Were they from Brexit? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, that 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 used to annoy me. That I just said I'd say that. Yeah. Feed me. Yeah. 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 That just it should be a pet aid. Well, it was like, oh, give me the ball, or else yeah, you know, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah, worthy. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll feed you. There is a lot of things <laughs> like that. Or yeah. give it to me. Give it to me. Yeah. It's. Yeah, so no, like feed, I I, I, feed, feed, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But then there is a place for demanding the ball a certain way. But if you're saying feed me in that kind of yeah, like, you're saying just get out of your feet and give me the ball. But exactly, you can't yeah. Play your, yeah, exactly. It's also yeah. like he doesn't know your name. Yeah, yeah. yeah. good point. It's just yeah. like disrespectful. What's your like, name? feed me. I'm sure his name. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Number two, feed me. <laughs> so, how do you, any favorite team to score against? Um, DL I scored <laughs> against Rovers a few times actually Shamrock Rovers uh, twice I think won a header 
didn't score that many goals, so I'll pick them. Four to one against a team. Four to one, sorry. Love scoring uh, against them. It was. Uh, so, next one. Some interesting questions coming in, actually. Uh, some good ones. Did you ever read fan forums or, I suppose, fan tweets? Uh, when you were playing and do you think it's a good or a bad idea for our players to do it can I just ask did Darren send in questions because he's <laughs> yeah he seems to be able to answer he's yeah, like he answer ready for everyone yeah. well brilliant. I think that brilliant questions yeah, tonight, fantastic <laughs> well Hoggy if you actually looked at the Instagram stories all the questions are up on them beforehand yeah, so you know the questions from who like <laughs> they're not they're not for me are they Rob no I can confirm well, they're not from Darren can you really I confirm it I, can, I haven't yeah. okay. I can show you, can show you there later Hoggy yeah can make up. Actually, you can what make was that up. question? Uh, do you, did you oh, yeah, read, yeah. read fan forums or tweets or anything like that? And do you think it's a good idea for players? No. Not Worst idea ever. Oh, you read players. the forum once. Did you? Yeah. Only because, good. Of, <clears throat> only because the players were like, you should read the forum there. Uh, and laugh and <laughs> <laughs> so, what, was that? Park or? No, Stephen. It was at a, no, a club and uh, read the fans forum anyway. It was like. Uh, what was one, one, <laughs> one fella goes. When do we sign a cage fighter? I was like, <laughs> <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Brilliant. You, you see it a lot. Players, players like retweeting any positive comment that came into them. Do you really need to do that? Like, yeah, oh, it's really? the need for acceptance, yeah. kind of, isn't it? It's yeah, it happens a lot. Like, you see, like on Twitter. Yeah, it could be like, oh, Hoggy had a, Hoggy was unbelievable right back tonight, and you retweet okay. it so all your followers see someone else thought you had a great game. Like, I don't get this one where they put the the picture, the notes from the iPhone up. Like it's uh, you know anytime they're leaving the club or, oh, or yeah. they want to make a statement. Oh yeah, yeah. Here's here's my here's my note statement. <laughs> here's my statement, spiel. Yeah. Do you know what I don't like? Sorry. Me. <laughs> 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 Do you know that comment? Uh, take a bow. It bothers me. Do you know it's like oh you've got a great go- take a bow take a bee I'm sick of it I'm sick of it <laughs> I think bow. it needs to end yeah it's like anytime it's a good goal take a bow son you're I, like no 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 it's a good goal forget the phrase I think, I think you need your separate own podcast <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. do you know what else I don't like <laughs> Hoggy's list of things he doesn't like <laughs> Hoggy do you like when like that you, could be you an lose, idea for your third book <laughs> you lose a game 2-1 and you're coming back Thanks to the fans for travelling, like you, great support. On to next week, all I can. On the Twitter, yeah. I, I think right. fans, I think players these days. See, we didn't have that problem, did we? Like there was no Twitter, obviously. Yeah. So, I'd say they're stuck between like. It's almost like ha- it's almost like they have two tweets made out in their drafts before the game. <laughs> like great three points, fans were unbelievable, or got it with the, got it with the result, fans were brilliant. On to the next. Yeah, and it's yeah. like just I just yeah. be ten minutes after the game and. But I suppose they are trying to build networks for themselves. Yeah, yeah. and there's yeah. no harm it's in that. The, it's like the done thing, I suppose. Like so, yeah. Especially if you're kind of uh, League of Ireland footballer, anyway. You know, you would yeah. be looking at kind of building some kind of profile, profile in the network. I did it, for I did it once. After we won a game, I tweeted something like that, and I just got absolutely slated by my brothers. You're opening yourself up to be slated. So I was like, "Yeah, I'm never doing that again." Back, back <laughs> to the actual question about the the forums, though. I think. Like the forums are made for people just to vent or yeah, yeah. just have to have their say, and that kind I of. I should go on the forums. I think, actually, <laughs> I should go on it now. All right. You know, <laughs> I think <laughs> players should kind of stay away from that. There's not really much. They should definitely stay away. Yeah. No. Would it be really. a good idea, Hoggy? You writing books to just like go through the forums and and write out funny quotes, like you know about players. From if you could go back a good bit, even to when we were from now to when we were playing. Do you know this Why did you mention said? the book, Dad? We're, we're nearly a half and we're in there now and there's been nothing about oh, it. There used, there, the Munster Senior League one, foot.ie, there'd be some f- brilliant comments on that. 
and like so, funny stuff it's foot.e so it's like basically a form about the Munster Senior League but there'll be people putting up all sorts it's hilarious yeah, I was getting ha- I was getting hammered there one day was there a forum? What's the name for? Yeah, I don't know if it's. Yeah. I don't know. This is about when I went back to this hall. So about. Is it a banter page though, rather than? A it's all, but it's all anonymous. Like so, people just throw up whatever they want. Like you wouldn't mind the funny stuff, but yeah, yeah if they're yeah. kind of. But I was, I was on, I was on two hundred euro a week in Douglas Hall at one point. I'm sure. Just really? according, according to this, and I was like, hmm, I haven't seen any of that money. Yeah. <laughs> I heard he's on three hundred in the podcast. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Did I heard that too? Actually, and jelly's off hoggy as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think it like without maybe when you're not playing going on to the, them forums some of the response or some of the like replies are uh, priceless like some of the I things people say hilarious like, even on Twitter like, some of the, like yeah yeah, yeah. fans can so be witty. quite funny at times alright like <laughs> sometimes they can be hurtful too, too. <laughs> 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 it's Bruce, it's Bruce Leo right now. yeah cage fighter you can be hurtful Brilliant. fans and what else did I say about you? Well, there was a couple of good ones actually. Oh, he's there? a decent footballer, but they, they obviously just proves like fans don't have a clue what they're looking at. <laughs> <laughs> that was Stevie Wonder for that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. This guy's a decent footballer. His guide dog was like, nah, he's not a player. <laughs> 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 you walked home after. <laughs> Another question, Ked? Yeah. Oh, yeah, people want us to do uh, Champions League predictions. Because this is going to go up next Monday before the Champions League semi-finals Tuesday and Thursday or Tuesday and Wednesday. So you have Barca, Man United, Liverpool, Porto, Spurs, Man City, and Juve, Ajax are the four quarterfinals. Yeah, I I think Juve looking good. I I don't know if they're strong enough though, but yeah. I just think he's been around that team a long time. They've been together a long time. You know, adding Ronaldo there now as well, and he's on form. And as you said, like players being able to do it at the right time in the in the big games like mm. you know will carry him through I'd, I'd absolutely love to see Messi and Ronaldo final again no, I think the Man City Spurs one is going to be a big game yeah. a big double header Damn. and it's going to be a, a big uh, I think if if Spurs won that over the two legs that could kill Man City's league as they, well they, as play, they actually play in the league straight after as well do they yeah it's three or four games up. they're playing against each other Gonna be big, yeah. But um, Man City quality though, like uh, yeah. Pep Guardiola's quality, like just talking about coaching, he's unbelievable, isn't he? Did anyone see the? There's this thing going around, sorry now, in relation to these clubs where uh, they know their the revenue streams for the last fifteen years. See that, Rob? At all? Oh, the the and bars like, going the across, bars and, going across and changing. I know yeah, some I've heard of, I teams, teams, have, teams have spent. I think it's yeah. spent the most money. Maybe spending, and yeah. it goes it goes from like I don't know, is it the eighties or nineteen ninety yeah. or something. And you can just see the teams going up, how much they spent, and then like, yeah. you see like PSG and Man City just come in and just go straight up to the top. And, and Juventus recently as well. Yeah. So I was thinking Juventus, like they've really started spending yeah. money, um, so they could be looking could be for a return. Share. Yeah, because look, I think any any walk of life of professional football, if you're paying higher salaries, the results, the, like yeah. the correlation between paying higher salaries and results is actually really close. Um, I think. Looking at the Chelsea keeper, his price tag, massive. I think looking at Ronaldo, Ronaldo's an investment. You could pay, yeah. Even mm-hmm. if he's 40, yeah. if he's still playing, pay 100 million for him, that you're going to get the money back. Yeah. yeah. Shirt sale, just like, he, he is an investment. Some players on that are investments. Some some players then, they have big price that's, tags for... Yeah, that's unbelievable. I, I think the clubs <coughs> aren't really depending on fees like no anymore, really, are they? For, or not... Not fees for players, uh, fee, uh, fans' fees like coming into the game. 
like yeah. uh, paying for tickets and stuff like that. I, I don't think know. I think they're they be maybe it's be, less uh, yeah less, less important, less but important yeah. like you know because of the TV rights really yeah, in the I UK is so many sponsorships as well. Yeah, like Man City have an official water, an official towel, everything like an official provider of everything that's sponsoring them and giving them money. Like <laughs> yeah, so th- them big clubs they probably they're probably turning down massive lucrative deals that. Uh, yeah. Someone else is doing, or you know, a higher sponsor or something. So I'm sure, their license and their name as well out there, as you said, towels and bags and cups anything, or whatever, like, or even the Etihad Stadium. Yeah, yeah. like it all comes back. Like you get there with FETV or France Voice TV towels, maybe. Yeah, <laughs> get some towels. <laughs> Sum, Suma towels. Okay. You're after what you said about Etihad Stadium. They were saying that was never a get your dry. Big, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they get to dry some of the time they were saying that was a massive blow for Spurs when with this new stadium that cost, right. cost a billion that they didn't sell the naming rights wait there okay. Daz is still laughing at his joke it's oh, just so, a, sorry <laughs> but they sorry. can still they can still sell they it they can still but like at the moment it's just called the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium alright and they were hoping someone like Eddie had Man City or Emirates, Emirates or yeah. Arsenal mm. that they get a huge payout like that would pay off nearly like half the stadium or whatever okay, it is. Yeah, the debt. But mm. it's just like Aviva. Yeah, it's all mm. money now. And I suppose talking about coaching and managers and stuff like that, and you know, obviously being a coach and doing the licenses and stuff like that, you, you hope to one day obviously think that you could go far in the game. But I think it, with the the money and stuff, it's it's so further and further away from you know, like and it's because it's it's I suppose it's creating such a small minority of trying to get those jobs, those yeah. big jobs. I mean, it's it's it, if you're talking about being a professional footballer when you're you're growing up and you're thinking and dreaming of it. No, you're. I'm gonna gone from football, and a couple of you be the same. You'd be thinking, I'd love to be a manager of one of these clubs. That percentage is even smaller again. Mm. That said, and it's probably not. You didn't have enough time in your questions, but Brian Barry Murphy got. Yeah, yeah wasn't it a question there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got appointed Barry today. Was that a question or? Yeah, it's not came in. Yeah, someone okay. sent it in. Caretaker for a few, and it's then caretaker yeah. For a few, yeah, yeah, and then no. Jimmy Cohan, and there's a couple of ex City yeah. players over there. So Delaney, Owen O'Connell's at Barry. Is he? Delaney's there. Delaney's there. Yeah. We went to. I went to a game there. What Delaney? Last year. Right. Uh, the centre back who was a Cork City big the tall oh, lad. Oh yeah, yeah. Was he Barry? No, I didn't know that. No, um, Rochelle. Rochelle. Oh. Brian Barr was at Barry before. Oh, as well. Oh yeah, sorry. Yeah. <coughs> but it's Rochelle. I already stuck. The rivals oh, actually. Is Burry. Oh, O'Connor is at Barry. I was going to be. I was going to be. Ignore me. Anyway, it's lovely ground. They play in Rochelle. Yeah, it is. Who did they play last year? Spurs was it? Yeah. In the FA Cup. I think it was Spurs. Was it Spurs? Yeah, yeah. it was on about Posh. You know, or was that Burry as well? Actually, no, it was Burry. I actually, no, I actually wrote down... Was it Ratchet? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When I, wrote, no, when I wrote down the questions, thoughts on Brian Barry Murphy being named Cork City Manager, so I was completely all over the place. <laughs> 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 Do you know something we don't know? <laughs> just on our little kind of... Did he play here? I just want to point out something that we, we, we're not experts. We don't know everything. We're just like... Randomly meeting for a chat and <laughs> speak for yourself. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. <laughs> no, because you've come you up with a few wild ones as well, Hog, have I? <laughs> wild <Yes>. ones. <laughs> what Whoa. song were you listening to on the way in? Wild ones. <laughs> Whoa, we've a live one. <laughs> there was another one actually about ex Cork City players managing with Neil Fenn at Longford and Colin O'Brien with the national teams, schoolboys. And people were asking, could they potentially be future Cork City managers or even in England if they 
Definitely. Fenny's done really well actually long for the knee uh, in his short yeah. time there. He was over at Leighton Orient as well. Uh, I think he was assistant to yeah, he was over there. Yeah, when they were kind of in trouble yeah. or whatever. And then kind of, yeah, uh, just Edinburgh's there now, actually. The old Tottenham player. Okay. And so Colin O'Brien is with the 17s, I guess. Yeah, yeah. so they have the tournament yeah. that's on next month. It's actually my shooter on the A licence. Okay. Uh, Colin's very good, I think. He's, He's very good. Yeah. He was my Bro- communicator. He was my coach and... School by international teams, yeah, and literally everyone never. I've never heard anyone have a bad word to say about him. Like, yeah, sure, no. we played with him for years. Yeah, up in John, so. nice fellow, yeah. I think yeah. Col- Colin would make a great Cork City manager because he's at the majority of the games. He's always looking. He's always looking at Cork players. He knows the younger players that are around that could help maybe come through. So he would be a great shout for even any League of Ireland club. Yeah, two of them, him and Fenny. Yeah, yeah. Fenny's kind of brought the philosophy into coaching, the same kind of. Type as as he played, you know, yeah. he loved to pass the ball and ticky tacky kind of stuff. Like, and I, I think Longford have done that, not to great success last year, but they're good know, this he, year. I think, yeah, they, yeah, he's keeping the principles yeah. of I've seen a lot playing of, good football. Yeah, I've seen a lot that their fans are really enjoying it as well. They're, yeah, the fans really like him there because they're playing such good football. We played them a couple times last year, and they were they're a very good footballing team. Yeah, very good. The only thing about that though in, in League of Ireland is that the kind of pitches let you down small but don't they? Especially the first division. I remember yeah. with Tommy Dunn he was trying to play like bloody yeah. Arsenal or something and we literally had to say we're not doing this anymore if you want to get promoted <laughs> you just have to kind of be a bit clever. Like. As you said, uh, the thing is there like it's all about getting promoted and winning. It's all mm. great as you said playing good football like but you need to like you need to be one of those teams who kicks it into the corner yeah. presses who can up. do it both ways yeah who can do yeah, both ways yeah. yeah what you do there is the manager though if your if your philosophy is to play football but you get yeah. you might only have one chance at a job and yeah. you're just judged on success totally yeah. do you know so what the like only time you play football is when you're two 0 up I'd say you know oh, that's, and that's, you're comfortable yeah, with five it's minutes true. to go it's true <laughs> or even then you're still panicking it's like you if, they, are, if the other yeah. opposition get one we're up against it here that's yeah, yeah. it's true it's true yeah. get a third get a third tough one isn't it Tommy Dunn back to 2-1 right we're diagon again he was he wanted to play football all the time yeah he was he was big into playing the football yeah he was just one of the most confusing passengers in the world I like the passenger. I heard that already. Yeah. That he loved the passenger. Yeah. Oh, there was yeah. just cones Four. upon cones yeah. upon cones, and Doolin was the yeah. same before. But Fourteen progressions on yeah. as well <laughs> for yeah. like an hour and a half. Would be getting called over from under nineteen strain to fall in with G, and I was just lost. Yeah, <laughs> I like those the drill was already going yeah. on as well. Yeah, yeah. I just <laughs> want to get it straight away. Come on, Rob. It's the same with coaches. Like, I'm, like you're you're on licenses, and you see so many fellas are into so many different yeah. things like you might be into one thing another guy might like that and into something else and again it's players as well like you have a squad maybe of 20 players in most clubs uh, uh, majority or whatever like, but you could hit five of those might love it and then you know True. in something like it's it's very hard to get you're it you're bringing 20 of them through yeah, it like, yeah, yeah. yeah to click them on so it's an interesting one uh, next one against about another coaching based one is there any advice you've gotten from a coach or manager in your career which you took forward to your, moved on to the next club or whatever to kind of stayed with you 
Silence. Pack it in and go back to your day job. <laughs> <laughs> MMA. <laughs> Write a book. <laughs> Start the podcast. R2. <laughs> oh, there's a bit of tension. I'm doing this one tonight in there. Two boys. Uh, Concentrating a lot. Go to work and think, pretend you're normal. <laughs> What's the current here? Promoter brand, clothing brand. <laughs> what? Clothing brand. He's coming for everyone else. Oh, Rob. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm injured, leave me alone. Um, Do- Dolan had a few good ones. I, I just think he just said, go out and do your best. You don't need to do your best. If you know you've done your best, then you, yeah, sometimes you're going to have. Yeah. Be, you're going to be on it sometimes you're not going to be on it and I think um, it, he used to say to me as well why can't you go out today and score six goals you know you might get seven chances you could score six goals but it's about getting into that mindset it's like some people score two and they're happy with a brace and then that's it yeah. you know or you get a hat trick you know for years there it was people that get hat tricks and that was it then it, someone scored four I don't know it was a Robbie Fowler or Michael Owen someone like that and next thing that was kind of becoming the norm Defoe got four then Robbie Keane got four like that that was he used to say why can't you get five why can't you get six it's because when you get to a certain stage the the two or the three then it kind of becomes you're happy enough with that and you don't want to keep going you know that's actually another thing I think in psychology as well I think someone like couldn't run the fastest time in a mile or something like that and whatever time it was for years or something like that Roger Bannister four minutes and yeah, yeah and, and then someone ran, ran a 399 is it and then yeah. within that Roger within a year or something there was like something oh, yeah, over they all so broke many it people then, yeah. broke yeah. it which is like, the mindset that, that can't be done and it's, yeah, when the person yeah. then does it it's it's believable it's just, oh it can yeah, be done it's so amazing, the, isn't it, the, two hour, the two hour marathon yeah that your man was well, your man two two hours one minute or something he did there in New York last year. Okay. And they're saying I think Nike offered a million dollars to whoever can break the two hour mark in a in a marathon. God, that's I, absolutely ridiculous as well. Two hours and uh, what is 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 a marathon forty two kilometers? Forty two kilometers, twenty six point two miles. And and two two hours. Really it's ridiculous. How can someone do it? Someone will do it. Though. Yeah. Well, it's if your man's at one minute, he like he'll probably get it yeah. the next time. Like, actually, watching another documentary on Netflix about. Uh, <laughs> it's you know, it's brilliant to watch all these documentaries. I never remember the names <laughs> <laughs> or anything happening. But uh, oh, do you know what it's called? Gun runners. So it's about these uh, warriors in Africa who had guns and they were out in the jungle or whatever. <laughs> with is this these related cattle. to what we're this, so, this is a football listen, podcast. Yeah. So yeah. this is a football co- podcast, but we're talking about the mentality of got cattle. So what they guns. did is the government uh, turned around and said to these gun runners, they wanted to get all the guns off them. So they said, if you give us guns, we'll set you up in a running camp where you get fed and you get a pair of runners for your gun. So they traded the gun for the runners and then they were going to the running camp. And then there was one guy uh, basically made it at the end. But eight years he was uh, going to different events. And, but the running camps are like, the big prize might be like money, like 20, 25 grand or something like that in, in, in a European race. But there's so many of them. It's like people here trying to become a professional footballer 
over there like they're they're running it's like a competition kind oh, of it's un- unbelievable like eight years he was running like but they're running to like help their family or buy a farm for their family or something like that like you know when it when it means that much then like when I'm giving talks or if I'm chatting to someone that's trying to find the recipe for success you have to find the reason why what's your why purpose well, I'd yeah. say yeah, yeah. It, like if if I said to all of, all of you today, what's the chances of this day to ne- this day next year, ye all making a million? What would they say the percentages? You probably say at the podcast like, isn't going that well at all. <laughs> less than one. One percent. It might be less than one percent. But but what if I said within the year your family's life's dependent on you getting that million? Then yeah. it total, it becomes a hundred percent straight away. Yeah. You do whatever it takes to get that million. You know, yeah. So it's it's about mindset, as yeah, you said. Like yeah. that, that's your why. If you're, running... well, we are not encouraging any criminal activities <laughs> on this podcast. <laughs> but your family but, are safe. <laughs> but non non criminal, st- you could still yeah. find ways yeah. to make that money. Again, that's what I'm it saying. Is, it's it's the why. It's and what 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 you're willing to do. Bringing it back to sport, unfortunately, there's a lot of um, child trafficking in soccer. Uh, from countries in Africa. I saw oh, that. There was a documentary yeah. about that on BBC. A hell of a lot. A hell of a lot How did you miss on. that documentary, Des? Don't know. Panora- it was a panorama show. Oh, he doesn't have that chance. Yeah. Oh, that's why. <laughs> so basically, kind of agents, uh, dodgy agents, setting up and asking for money and we get you over, really just trafficking them. Selling the dream and then... Yeah. Selling the dream and dropping them somewhere and leaving them off with, you know, empty promises. And they're they're stuck in like you know. But what happens there? Do are they paying these agents or something? Is the, it? the agent right. says, if you give me just I don't know what to figure, it'd be just say a thousand pounds, I'll set up all these trials for you with all these right. French clubs. Yeah. yeah. And then the guy gets a flight to France and he arrives in Paris and there's no agent exactly, never to be yeah. never heard from again. Oh, like yeah, because Europe is the is the exactly, yeah. be all and end for all for, for them countries. Yeah, like so African countries particularly getting to Europe and getting to England. Uh, I never ever heard no. of that. Yeah. And no. um, when you were talking with the manager, what came to mind uh, after Dolan was Rico Damon Richardson in our in our mm-hmm. I suppose in our careers. And I remember when we won the league, he said just before we went out to play the match, I don't know if you remember. The last game, is it? Johnny, yeah. Oh, yeah. In Sterry, he just said, look, lads, he, he, he kept calming everyone down. He said, look, trust yourselves. And I thought I, that kind of stayed with me a little bit. Like, trust yourself, each one of you. You're good enough and just go out and do it. And it, that kind of fed into yeah. what I believed in, like, a little bit. It's amazing. Like, if I, if I <laughs> asked you, throughout all the coaches and managers in your career, what two values would you have most uh, taken out of any of them? You are, are you asking? Yeah. Me? What two values? Um, Just give me two. Integrity. Yeah. And trust. And I think if you go back, like your integrity and your trust is a big thing about your personality. Perhaps. And it's actually in psychology as well, big psychology episode, that it's you... a case per- study of me. The, 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 <laughs> the values that you portray that are good in other people is actually the values that you have as a person right so it yeah. reflects him like yeah so I'm glad I answered those yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 so you've got integrity and you uh, yeah and what would you trust. say about yourself aggression uh, <laughs> aggression and, yeah. Uh, yeah yeah passion yeah passion I think is a big one passion kind of heart kind of same thing um, I suppose hard work uh, ethic like you know that's big to me anyway definitely yeah. it's hard working ethic what about you Rob values yeah. I was honest do I have to come up with new ones like <laughs> no no no, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say like hard work and trust in your trust in yourself like yeah 
trusting your own ability like that you're either good enough or you're not so there's no point being afraid of it just yeah. go out and do, whatever, do yeah. whatever you can excellent answer going back to the you know the, the marathon answer. and getting under the two hours and all that kind of stuff my wife's um, dad actually has um, the Irish triple jump record that it was probably 20 odd I think last year there was an article on the examiner and the echo a big massive one like two or three page spread but basically saying his record 20 years ago I think it was the anniversary of 20 years last year but it's never even been touched never no, no one's even come close to Whoa. it what's his name? Colin Cronin Three John Scoblin. <laughs> <laughs> he, did you say what relation yours he? My father-in-law. Oh, okay. My wife's dad, yeah. Okay. But um, oh. I just think that's fascinating. That My wife's dad's dog. <laughs> you think all the technology yeah. and uh, the train up. and all that stuff, but yeah. what do I say about advertising on this show? <laughs> There's a very good book called Sports Gene. Everyone should read it, by the way, about yeah. that kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I have enough time to. Basically, they they compare two guys, ones uh, who are long jumpers, and one was like I think one is a Scandinavian guy who, like his dad was a long jumper, uh, or it's a triple jumper. Sorry, is that the same thing? It's triple not. Jump, yeah. Triple jump. Yeah. His dad was a triple jumper, so he had all the technique. They trained like that ten thousand hours rule, and he he eventually won a gold medal, right? Um, and like had spent his whole life, you know, getting all the small things right about it. And then next year he came along, and there was this other guy who they just came across in, in some varsity in America, who a guy said you've got unbelievable calves and whatever, and literally had done triple jumps about five times before he went to the Olympics, got it or or got into the test and went away and won it. Yeah, so it's that argument between um, between Rob, help me out here. Between nature and nurture. Yes, thank you. Well done, Rob. Well done, Rob. That's what you're here for, Rob. Just an interesting insight. Uh, yeah, in it's Sports Gene. It's a really good book. Yeah, you know, we'll get on that. Another you know story what, for bringing, bringing a stat there now, I'm going to give you a gift. <laughs> and it's the gift of Rob's weird football story. Right, so <laughs> Under pressure this week, I Rob. Am, uh, you went down a treat I, last week. Yeah, treat. A treat. Uh, yeah, last week got some good reviews, so hopefully I don't <laughs> wreck it all tonight. <laughs> so this is story uh, Dean Saunders. Dean Saunders, when he was playing for Liverpool at the time, but he was leaving Liverpool and there was a good few clubs trying to sign him. It was going to be a British record transfer at the time. So he was meeting with Nottingham Forest. So he was meeting with uh, Brian Clough and he went to the to chief executive or someone, Alan Hill's house, and it was Brian Clough and Archie Gemmell, his assistant manager, were meeting him. So he said they were sitting there for half an hour waiting and next thing Brian Clough rings the doorbell and he's wearing the classic green jumper, tiny pair of white shorts and he still has his boots on from training. So he walks in, sits on the far side of the room looking at the wall and Dean Saunders is like, am I supposed to say something? <laughs> or what, What's happening? And then uh, Clough turns around and Saunders with his agent, he said can I speak to you or do I have to speak to him? And he said, no, you can speak to me. He goes, all right, I don't want to talk to him. He doesn't have a clue about football. <laughs> <laughs> so then Clough, this gets, just keeps getting weirder. Clough sat on the floor and started complaining about his knee being sore, then crawled towards Dean Saunders <laughs> and started saying to Alan Hill, 
geez, I really like this carpet. Where'd you get it? How much did it cost? <laughs> and it was at that moment Dean Saunders realised that Brian Clough was definitely drunk. <laughs> <laughs> so they talked about the carpet for a while. Then Clough asked him, does he like flowers? He, Saunders, yeah, I suppose, I suppose I do. Like, I don't know. And Clough went out into Alan Hill's garden, picked up a massive flower pot, took the flowers out of it, came back in, handed them to Dean Saunders. I said, do you like flowers? He goes, yeah, he goes, smell them. And Saunders smelled them, and he goes, yeah, they're, they're really nice. <laughs> and then it gets... That was the start when yeah. their relationship blossomed. It just keep, <laughs> again, <laughs> keep, it was really planted a seed there. Again, keeps, keeps getting stranger. Clough turned on the record player and started playing Frank Sinatra and made Saunders sing Frank Sinatra with him <laughs> using the flower as a microphone. <laughs> oh my God. So after that song ended or whatever, uh, he, got, he made the agent go out, outside with Archie Gemmell, the assistant manager, and said, I want to talk to Dean alone. And then uh, he said, you need to sack that agent. And Saunders said, w- why, he's, he's my mate, he's been my agent my whole career. He said, look how fatty he is. <laughs> you can't trust him, he'll eat all the food in your fridge. <laughs> God. They asked him, they said, so are you going to sign? Are you going to, whatever. Archie Gemmell came in then and said, I know everything, want to sign you, but we don't, we don't want you to be swayed by the money. Like, we can do a lot of things here. And Brian Clough piped up with, I'm going to have to stop you there, Archie. I would definitely be swayed by the money. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so he went on and he started saying, oh, we have all these players who are going to create all these chances for you. And then Saunders was like, yeah, all right, I have to get out of here anyway. <laughs> so he said, yeah, yeah, I'm definitely, definitely interested, but I'm going to have to talk, about, talk to the wife about it if I'm going to be moving to Nottingham and to have to talk, discuss it with her before I do anything. So he left and... He went to drive home, so he stopped. He was on the phone to whoever, so he stopped the car for about 20 minutes. And then he got home. He lived 12 miles away, he said. And he went into his house, and he said to his wife, you're not going to believe what's happened to me. And she was like, shh, don't say anything. And he's like, what do you mean? So he walks into the sitting room, and Clough is sitting on his couch, (laughs) still holding the flower pot from earlier. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, he signed her sign for Aston Villa after that. (laughs) Jesus. Weird, and he was, it? he was on, it was on a talk sport. He was t- doing an interview about it. He did some stories about Brian Clough. They were hilarious, like, because he signed, he didn't sign for Forest then, but he signed for him afterwards. Really eccentric, like, I mean, he's just... Oh, he's weird. crazy. You, you hear a couple yeah. of weird stories from Clough, and he was fighting fans and stuff like that. Yeah. I think Roy, Roy Keane had signed for him that time as well when that's, he was playing I for him. I think that's a very interesting era when Roy Keane signed for him, and it's the end of Clough, the, the start of Keane. From a Cork point of view. Yeah, did he give you know? Keane a belt or something as well? No, he didn't. He might have. He's yeah. called him Irish. He did, did Irish he? He's in Keane's book yeah. or something like that. Mm. So I hope that lived yeah. up to the last week, the ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was something about eating a, a whole fridge full anyway there. So yeah, we, we got, got a fridge in anyway somewhere. That <laughs> <laughs> no, was very good, very good. Um, have you any extracts from the book this week, Hog? Um, oh, yeah, there was, a, there was someone who requested a few more Crazy Dad stories, actually, did on they? Instagram, yeah. See, we've only gone to book one. I actually have. <laughs> you've more than one book. This <laughs> is something we must do. Uh, Claudia gave me the idea right. that we write down two stories each, two wild stories, and we kind of put the stories in a hat and then read them out, and we have to guess which one of us has uh, has written has, it. has written that All story. Right. 
So we'll, we'll do that for next week, actually. That'll be quite it's more good. more like uh, pub games can, rather than... Can, can, can yeah, yeah, let's have a drinking story. Yeah. 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 story. Yeah. 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 No, it could be any story involved story. Oh, in your, uh, <laughs> your football career. If it involves a can, then Rob is a bit... Yeah, I'll have a look at that in a minute, but... That remind me Pat Dolan uh, a little bit actually I think Pat Dolan and Brian Clough w- were interesting they, they reminded me of each other put it that way but there was a very good one with Pat where Colin O'Brien got injured I think he broke his leg or something and I ended up bringing him to the hospital I think or he was part of it with his wife I think and he was up in the COH I don't know whether he broke his leg or something and like we were waiting in the accident emergency park to go in through the doors like Next thing, out from the doors where the surgeons are, comes Pat Dolan like, <laughs> with the yeah. surgeon. Like it was amazing. Like and he he came out and we were like, "What? Oh, come in here, Colin!" And he brought him in and I, he he got in some other way through the hospital, like so that he got priority. Like it's kind of where the ambulance going or something. That entrance. Yeah, I don't know how he did it. Yeah, I remember a funny one actually about that when I done my knee that time in two thousand and three. It would have been up in UCD. I was going to see a specialist in Cork and Pat was coming in with me so I was seeing this fellow once once a week and diagnosis was the first one then back to see because it was a PCLA done so depending on how bad it was did I need an operation didn't have an op- operation anyway in the end but we used to go in we used to get called obviously Pat would come in Pat would nearly tell the surgeon exactly what was wrong with my knee and you know <laughs> like what we were saying there like about yeah. telling a coach what he should be doing and stuff yeah. Like. Yeah. but it was so funny so this, the second time he came in yeah. me again we got called in and, and he was and to be fair Dolan was brilliant at all that stuff like, it, yeah, like was. his organisation outside of the football club oh, as well like to, knowledge. But, but to look after players like yeah. you know you're talking about he had he had bouncers tip him off like if fellas were out you know down to that detail like you know and there was often incidents I think that he'd go in and he'd collect players and drag them out of pubs if they did do it or but it's a great His red book one yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's a great it's a great thing for younger players then and he had a great setup but m- my question is why didn't he go into any management after it I'm not really sure he got is, he, is he an agent he is an agent he, yeah he is yeah an advisor and he, he has massive connections does a bit of TV yeah. work and stuff as well but my yeah. my story was leading into the second time he came in he was basically second guessing everything the surgeon said and <laughs> yeah. I said the surgeon was get out like yeah on his last nerve like so the third time we're in we got called we both stand up and I'd never forget it the secretary leapt up and they said no 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 Basically, he couldn't come in. You're not going nowhere near the, you know. So I had to go in on my own. And he was like, he was raging outside. Manager is funny. Oh, like, yeah. there's some stuff that, oh, like, that always happens if you're in the if you're in the physio room and the manager comes in, and how how long how long are you for? Oh, two or three weeks. I'd be fine for Friday, really. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You go for a run today. I found a piece there. It's not, it's not that just funny. Just before you, know? you start yeah, there, just on. about the manager stuff with Clough and stuff. Uh, my old uh, gaffer at Stevenage. When, when I hate was, that name. Yeah, Stevenage. Like <laughs> <laughs> just being called gaffer. gaffer. I just. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's look, not, it's, not it's from it's from the UK anyway. But uh, so. Oh my. He. Uh, <laughs> Before he'd sign a player, feed me, mate. So he'd, he'd meet he'd meet a player, right? <laughs> he'd meet a player and he'd meet him one on one or whatever. Have like shake his hand and stuff. But he used to fight him, like mess fight him beforehand. He'd give him a few digs and stuff like that, and see if the player reacted. And he'd actually base him signing the player or not if the kind of player fought back. If the player didn't fight back and was like, "Oh, what do you want?" Like, where he wouldn't sign him. 
really, really strange. There was a Didn't Roddy Collins do uh, boxing training with the players. Like yeah, obviously his brother was everywhere. Every club, I think he went. He builds a ring. Yeah, and then you know, I think any arguments and stuff and training. I they think Glenn Crow is a good boxer as well. I could be wrong. Do you remember hearing that, John? Uh, no, could have been. Will I read that out? Yeah, go ahead, please. Yeah. So this is actually not funny about Crazy Daz <laughs> for once. Then we score. Crazy Daz is a big ox of a guy who dribbles surprisingly well for someone of his size. <laughs> he's very hard to stop when he's coming at you because he runs with such power. He goes through two of their players before slotting it into the bottom right with his left foot. Do you remember that goal? It was against... Sligo? Derry. Derry? Yeah, with your left foot. You got two in a row, I think. Did I? Two weeks in a row. But you were a good dribbler, actually. That's why it was yeah. kind of... Uh, you just had to get a bib from at lunch, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I felt like... Uh, you were a good dribbler running yeah, with the ball. Like, I like when, he got, when he got up to speed, he was hard to stop, as you say. He was yeah. like a bull. Like a bull, yeah. yeah. And do you know what I, I loved? I, that's what I loved playing about Cork City, uh, playing with Cork City when I first came in the team. I was like, I was like that attacking midfielder, and I obviously had Hugh Flinney and, and Roy O'Donovan up top. So I was always kind of able to slip, slip balls yeah. through because you were always great uh, players to run, uh, make blind runs and, you know, run down channel or something like that, get it back off you. But I, I found when I went to England then, my whole persona as a player changed. I turned into a defensive midfielder I was quite athletic I could get around and stuff but that to- that identity went totally out of my game and that's the one thing I would go back and you're talking about regrets there a couple yeah. of weeks ago would be you said no regrets didn't you? yeah I said, you were like I said no really regrets. adamant yeah. no regrets have no regrets <laughs> yeah. Darren's regretting something <laughs> yeah. but I would I, I like uh, when I first started with Cork that time in the middle and I was attacking midfielder and I was going forward all the time and I, I loved it I, I did really really love it and then as you said, that's why going to a club for players is such an important um, decision to make. Yeah, it happens to so many players that yeah. that you're like you know the only way you're gonna play week in week out is by becoming this defensive midfielder. Yeah, and that takes away from probably a massive part of your game. Which you you went to England off the back of being an attacking forward running midfielder for Car City, mm. like, and yeah. then you play a different role. So it's hard to know. No, I'm sticking to this attacking midfielder, and you mightn't play as much as you want. Or you say, no, I'll change and I'll. So it, yeah. it is a tough one. That even, happen, that even happened to Henri when he was at Juventus. He was a striker at Monaco, then went to Juve, and he was playing left wing, and then ended up playing left wing back. Gee, that wasn't really happening for him. No, he was, went to for, Arsenal. Juve, the Juve fans thought he was terrible, like. Yeah. And then signed for Arsenal, and Wenger put him back up front, and he was unbelievable. Yeah, it's people are uh, like people don't like saying that they have any regrets, right? Which I can totally understand. I came across this book. It's about amendments. Uh, instead of saying regret, if you could amend yeah. something from when you were, because so, when you say regret, it sounds as if um, you're not happy with where you are now or yeah. something because of that decision. Yeah, it's true. Actually. Whereas you, uh, a less instead loaded of negative, w- turn into a positive. Turn into positive, yeah, yeah. but you can't have that conversation about regrets or things you change without kind of admitting that you were. You yeah. could have been better or something, you know, and you're not happy where you are yeah. now. So they say say amendments instead of that. So no regrets, loads of amendments. <laughs> loads of amendments. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're saying. It's yeah. like some, sometimes when people are asking about Car City and the good old days, you know, they were great days. It wasn't the good old days. It's like yeah. you're saying it's not great now. It yeah. Was, you know. The meaning it's, it's, in language, yeah, it's actually. Words yeah. That, yeah. Things. They were great. Next week's days. podcast is going to be about uh, language skills. <laughs> things like that always happen, though. The kind of nostalgia, like you, you see, like all-time Premier League teams and all-time whatever teams. You never see current players being put into them. Like you never see Aguero being put into an all-time Premier League team or someone like that. 
it's always like Shearer or Henri like from back then yeah it's like you have people have to be gone before you properly appreciate them or something like yeah, that yeah that's true yeah. true except for Messi maybe well like Messi and Ralo <laughs> kind of broke they've been yeah, going for like yeah. 20 years they broke going 100 goals a season <laughs> I wonder who's going to be the next like Messi in, or Ronaldo Mbappe do you think Mbappe unbelievable how old is he now 20 yeah, he's got time on his hands he's already got about 15 Champions League goals yeah like won a World Cup got about 20 goals for France it's hard because he's he plays for PSG and yeah. that league doesn't get the plaudits or Real Madrid are being linked yeah I respect it Real Madrid are being linked with a 250 million bid in the summer but that'll really yeah. tell if he's going to be the Messi or Ronaldo when yeah. he goes to like, he does it like that if he does it yeah but like you said 250 million there now million, like yeah. people don't even it's bat ridiculous. an eyelid yeah. off of that it's like yeah. but I, I saw him unbelievable when, when, Tot- when Tottenham played Monaco in the Europa League when he was 16 he was like first season and he, immediately he was unbelievable he just had the power and pace didn't he like yeah he was strong he, like, he was skinny but he was like he was, wasn't getting blown around the yeah. place or, do you think Bale was nearly in that bracket at some kind he of was, point yeah. he I was I think without, was without, without injuries he could have been that yeah. time that he absolutely injuries. He was, blitz yeah. remember Inter Milan yeah. who was yeah. the fullback in Inter Milan that time? Mike Hahn Mike Hahn he Mike finished Han, his yeah. career basically didn't he yeah. Yeah. yeah he's a Brazilian international like because obviously I'm an Arsenal fan that year Arsenal and Spurs were going for Champions League the last Champions League place yeah and Spurs would be drawing nil all and then Bale just scores a 40 yard screamer in the 93rd minute and it seemed to happen every week he used to grab the game by the scruff of the neck yeah. and just and bang the world sitting, sitting there watching thinking they're going to drop points here they're going to drop points and then next year man gets the ball it's like <laughs> fuck's sake again <laughs> remember, remember the clip where he's knocked the ball past someone ran that, around the line like, yeah. and like that was against Barca wasn't it was it yeah it was in the uh, Copa del Rey so final quick. yeah and he just kind of came out of nowhere because he was playing in the Premiership he was for playing a left few back. years. Like, left back, yeah. he, had he, just, he, he had a stat when he first came yeah. into the team that they didn't win any time he started for like 15 or 16, yeah, maybe 17 games. It was something crazy. I remember Harry Redknapp being on about it and all and then it just changed, changed. for him. Did you see that article that was going around? It was when he signed for Real Madrid for whatever <clears> money that was. About two years earlier, Birmingham had a bid accepted for him in the Championship, but Tottenham had an injury crisis or something like that. So he couldn't. they couldn't sell him. Mad, that it? they were going to let him go to Birmingham Jesus like it's just those little strokes like yeah. he had a lot I don't like think that. he's level of Mbappe and Messi and uh, but he, was he was close to it he was close to it he was definitely he was, I think he was quality. top quality like world class yeah absolutely like but not next level down like Hazard and I mean, all those kind it's of an unbelievable level yeah. doing wrong now and above probably Premier League you know one of I the think top. what he's done in the last few years has, has kind of maybe I think you, it's just when you, when you say Messi and Ronaldo just, you have to kind of leave them to the side yeah and talk about everyone else yeah because they've kind of just changed like if you're ranking people based on them everyone looks shit yeah. I wonder how someone rates Pele and Maradona now to kind of you know that kind of age group yeah. it's hard to tell like the, the, well, if the you Messi and Ronaldo in yeah. 20, yeah. 30, 40 years time it's going to be hard to look back and compare but it because it'll be after changing when you think if you look in whatever 20 years time if you're telling their, your kids oh Messi got 40 goals 10 years in a row Kids are like those defenders must have been useless. Like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How were this? Is that like, possible? Do you know when they bring up like the Boxing Day results from 1956 and all the games are like six four and seven yeah, three and yeah. all that? It's gonna look like that. that yeah. That's just so ridiculous. Pele's like, got a thousand goals in his career. Like you've been thinking, the defenders are brutal. Like Pele, if yeah. you ask Pele, definitely still thinks he's better than Messi and Ronaldo. Follow him on Twitter at all. No, he's almost he's like a parody account. He's hilarious. <laughs> Did you ever see him play properly? 
I've seen videos on like prop videos. Yeah, he's unbelievable. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, called Pele, like, <laughs> he's called Pele for a reason. Like, yeah, he, he, he was like, and there was an absolute hatchet <laughs> men back then as yeah. well. I think he won, won the World Cup four years before I was born. Yeah, <laughs> but how do you to see him play live? <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long night, guys. Someone was coming straight from work. Yeah, Rob, <laughs> uh, Pele alone, all right. You, you'll, have, you'll have your chance to get that back uh, next week and redeem yourself. Uh, so I we will. I put on a record though Mbappe will be the next Messi and Ronaldo oh very good very good so that wraps up our episode 12 guys thanks very much again everyone for listening and can you share and which retweet and applaud and favourite and everything that we can do and that's um, no I just wanted to say I know we put um, questions for people on social media and um, we try and get as much interaction as possible I just think this is me now you don't have to do yeah. the same but um, for any parents or kids who are up and coming and they they want to ask a question but it's it's hard like it might be yeah. a question that they don't want to ask idea. on social media or something like that yeah. like we all have I have um, Facebook I have Instagram accounts like you can any private message me parents kids questions or information that they they want I don't need to be um, more than happy to help or pass on a bit that, of that goes for all of us and that's kind of why we are doing this podcast is to get that information out there I mean everyone in this room has valuable information to give and people need it I didn't have this kind of voice growing True. up to, and yeah. someone willing to share of, it a lot of nuggets yeah. if, our ex- if one of our experience can help a kid progress or yeah. do 5-10% better then you know I'm all up for that so boy or girl yeah yeah absolutely yeah Guy came up to me actually tonight just on that. Mm-hmm. He says his kid is uh, a goalkeeper under 13s now with the National League. Um, he didn't make it into Cork City or Cove Ramblers, but obviously the parent thinks he's good enough. He's nearly on the level. He said, to be fair, he was honest about it. He said, the two goalkeepers of Cork City, very good. They like they deserve the places. The, um, the son's nearly close. And he was kind of like saying, what what do you do this, the son, yeah. but the son is disappointed he wants to give up because he All thinks right. he's a failure because he hasn't made it into the 13s mm-hmm. which is a scary thought yeah because yeah. you're you're thinking Jesus like but as you said advice is, is there from I told him like you know it's keep going he it. could be the best keeper at 20 and Definitely. not the best keeper now at Definitely. 13s you know yeah. and that's something that that that's not out there that people like so nice. uh, Sean McGuire same age as me and he was never on any Irish team mm. until an under 18 I'd say mm. and look at like what he's doing now playing played for Ireland last week out in Gibraltar like yeah people's progressions are a, a lot different, yeah. different you know yeah. I think of under 13s under 14 under 15s even playing Irish team some of the lads who would have progressed and would have been nearly adults and over playing with United Arsenal they they, they faded away uh, you know and didn't make it whereas people who just kept plugging away ended up making it and have, had massive careers so at 13 you can't tell at 13 and no. you, the disappointment factor you know yeah. if you're getting disappointed at stuff at 13 then you know well he probably has a right to be disappointed well, it's a good not, not to be a failure but no but to come back it's all about bouncing yeah, back ability back, isn't yeah. it really like yeah. and, and we all kind of had disappointments going through it and it's just yeah treating it as a challenge you now to get back in and drive you on for don't, yeah. to get back don't think anyone could play any sport without going through disappointments yeah. and yeah. not getting picked and for one team befo- or another before the Cork City 13s, 15s things you had Kennedy Cups that people weren't getting on yeah. Colin Healy was my age group and he wasn't picked for the Kennedy Cup yeah 
Jesus, that's yeah. surprising. And it was, it was because they weren't looking at the first division, there were two divisions, and they didn't pick him. That's yeah. my understanding of it. Right. So, like, he went down to play with Ireland and Celtic. Yeah. and So, like, you know... Just stick with it. I think yeah. I think at 13, I remember there was, there was no pressure at all. I was going out, you're playing football, you're enjoying it. Yeah. I know that this lad might be, you know, getting his game or getting into the squad or teams, but... You gotta enjoy it at that age. That, yeah. the, they're the years yeah, that you gotta enjoy it. You're you know, right. and then if something comes off the back of that, I think sometimes the pressure is too much that if you're not in that 13 team, you're you're never gonna make yeah. it. No, I mean, fellas these days are making it until they're 20, 22, 23 yeah. going to England. Cummins went to twenty four. Exactly, fellas like he's got another ten years like to work on his game if he really wants to do it. Yeah. and work hard at it whilst enjoying it I think so what we'll do is we'll end the podcast uh, here now uh, tonight episode 12 and we will put it out on Instagram next week about advice what, what advice do people want and to, to ask in or direct message keep and it private if you, if you yeah, need it keep and it private ask whatever question yeah, you want the, again the, the, the FETV Instagram is private um, so you know and we'll uh, we'll see what what comes up for next week. S- should be interesting. Yeah. But thanks again for listening, guys. Thank you. Goodbye. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that is good. <laughs>